Live from Casa del Rio in Nashville, Tennessee, just down the river from the Grand Ole Opry, it's The Dreamer's Road with Stephanie Urbina-Jones and the Honky Tonk Mariachi. Grab a seat, grab a drink, saddle up, and let's take a ride down this Dreamer's Road. Vamanos, y'all. Hola, mis amigos, and welcome to The Dreamer's Road. My name is Stephanie Urbina-Jones. And I'm so excited about this very special night tonight. I've got someone that I respect and admire so much to share with you. I think you all are going to be really blown away by her history, by her dreams, and by the amazing soulful woman that she is and has become. Um, our roads collided as the way the dreamer's road go. How does my road, how does my dreamer's road meet someone else's? Well, it was just a few years ago, you guys, just a little over two years ago, I had recorded this crazy little album in the middle of New Mexico, Toledosa, New Mexico. And it was the very first honky tonk mariachi. We'd taken classic country songs and recorded them with mariachis. And so we got back to Nashville with this little magic album of joy and fun and the question became, how in the world do you release an album of honky-tonk mariachi? Where are the mariachis in Nashville anyway? Well, as fate would have it, my dear friend and publicist, Allison Auerbeck stepped in and she also works with Mr. Vince Gill and the Time Jumpers. And I was invited to come and sing one song, one classic country song with the Time Jumpers as my record release. We went scouting all over Nashville and found the very best mariachis. And we gathered at the Musicians Union just a few days before and we made live magic. Here is that very first night and the first time Honky Tonk Mariachi was ever performed at Third and Lindsley with the Time Jumpers and Mr. Vince Gill himself. Here's the moment that changed my life.
<laughs> it was a dream come true night. Just the ha that it happened, you know, just that this record that we had made found a way and we were invited to do that. And as luck would or fate would have it, it was that night, that performance that got us invited to make history as the very first act ever to bring mariachis to the Grand Ole Opry stage. And you guys, obviously the time jumpers, I mean, Grammy award winning, the musicians on that stage in this group, just, I mean, amazing. On any given Monday night at Third and Lindsley, you could see any number of amazing acts, uh, people sitting in from Cheryl Crow to just anybody, the very best of the best would be invited to come and sit in. But there's only been one artist in the recent years that's actually been invited to become a member of the Time Jumpers. Her name is Wendy Moten. I'm so honored to interview her and bring her to y'all tonight. I wanna start by sharing the moment that Vince Gill introduced her and she made her grand old Opry debut. Check this out, you guys. When you get to uh, make a dream come true for somebody, it's a special feeling. I got to do that last night. There was a group that made their debut uh, appearance here on the Opry and just seeing the uh, excitement in their eyes when they're standing in the wings getting ready to do this is pretty powerful. And when you get to be the one to introduce them, the cool thing is, is they're never going to forget it for the rest of their lives. I'll never forget Jimmy C. Newman. He was the first guy to ever introduce me on this stage 30 plus years ago. And, and uh, I get the privilege tonight of uh, introducing somebody that I'm completely in awe of their talent. Um, I just discovered this woman a couple of years back and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about her. She was... Uh, from Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, a few years ago, they um, they were trying to uh, kind of work her to become the heir apparent to Whitney Houston. Uh, Whitney was starting to struggle and, and, and have a hard time in her life, and, and she possessed one of those just uh, unbelievable voices that was undeniable, and, and uh, for whatever reason, it didn't really suit her, and, and she went on to... Uh, to work with Julio Iglesias, Iglesias for about 15 years as his duet singer. And um, a couple of years ago, um, I was in, in dire need of somebody to sing with on the road and travel. And I'd had a young woman named Don Sears sing with me for oh, plus 20, 20 plus years. And she was one of the greatest singers. She sang with the group, the Time Jumpers, for many years. And, and just a tremendous singer. And, and my loss was, was very, very uh, enormous. And it took me a couple of years to, to really land somebody that, that I was crazy about. And this woman was that woman for me. And what she's done for me to, to help me fill that void is I, I can't even put it into words. And as we got to know each other and I heard her gift, I thought this is easily one of the greatest voices I have ever heard. And... Um, the more we got acquainted, the more we talked about music and how much she loved country music. And I said, well, I've had this idea for, for a long, long time, probably since 1962. There was a record that Ray Charles made called The Modern Sounds of Country and Western Music. It was one of the most pivotal records in the history of country music. If you've never heard it, I urge you to go get it. It's one of the greatest singers singing the greatest songs you've ever heard. And, and I was fortunate enough to get to produce a record on this young woman and, and uh, 
was one of the greatest thrills of my life, just getting to sit in the chair and, and listen to her gift because I, I think it is, like I said, one of, one of the greatest gifts. And the folks out here at the Opry were kind enough to invite her out tonight and make her Opry debut. Would you please make welcome Miss Wendy Moten. Gill so much. I'm just saying. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, I want to say hello to all my, you know, family and friends out of Me- in Memphis and who's listening tonight. I've been living in Nashville 25 years, and uh, it took me 25 years to get on a grand old Opry stage. I'm just saying, miracles do come true. So, you know, the coolest part is I get a chance to sing our Ernest Tubb song on this stage. If that's not a miracle, I don't know what is. Let's talk, let's kick it off. singing here in just a little bit. But before we get there, I do want to just give you a little bit of her rap sheet, you guys. Here is a little bit uh, about Wendy Moten. Mike, will you pull up that picture of her so they can see her while I tell them all about her? Wendy Moten was born to sing. This multi-talented American singer-songwriter with her fluid and stylish vocals has thrilled audiences on stages around the world. From London to Paris, St. Petersburg to Tokyo, Rio de Janeiro to New York, and many more. Her voice tells a deeply soulful story that touches and inspires all who hear it. Wendy started singing early in her life at her father's church in Memphis, Tennessee, and from the first note, captured the hearts of everyone. Her early musical influences included Barbara Streisand, Stevie Wonder, Ella Fitzgerald, Aretha Franklin, and a host of others. In the late 1990s, Wendy signed with EMI Records, where she recorded three solo albums and several singles and released the Billboard hit ballad, Come and Out of the Rain, which was a top 10 hit in Europe. Wendy's self-titled debut EMI released also included up-tempo tracks, Step by Step and Nobody But You. Wendy toured as the opening act for Michael Bolton during his North American tour and was the toast of Japan where she performed at the famed Budokan, hosted David Foster and friends in the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra. Shortly thereafter, Wendy recorded the Grammy-nominated single Whatever You Imagine for the animated film The Page Master, starring Macaulay Culkin. She released her second EMI album, Time for Change. Popular tracks include Forever Yours and Your Love is All I Know, 
After receiving rave reviews in the U.S., the album went global and became one of Japan and Europe's best-selling albums. Along with her solo albums, Wendy has recorded duets, listen to this, you guys, with top-selling artists, including Michael McDonald, No Love to Be Found, Julio Iglesias, Just Walk Away, John Oates, Let's Drive, among others. She was the featured vocalist on the Buddy Guy Projects, Microsoft's Paul Allen's current CD Everywhere, at once duet with Derek Trucks, Healing Hands. Her recording of the Stevie Wonder hit All I Do is featured on the Grammy Award-winning saxophonist Kurt Whalem's CD for You, produced by Grammy-winning producer Paul Brown. Wendy's voice has been deemed as one of the natural wonders of our age an instrument of infinite diversity. Wendy is currently on tour with Julio Iglesias. She tours, has toured with Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, and Vince Gill. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor, 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 honor to welcome to the Dreamers Road, Miss Wendy Moten. Wow. Hello. Wow. Hola, chica. Hola, como estas? <laughs> Muy bien. That's right. You probably speak better yeah. Espanol than me, uh, touring with Julio. Well, you know, I can order food in any uh, restaurant that <laughs> I speak Spanish. That's about as far as I can go. <laughs> but I know how to order, you know, vino tinto and café con leche, por favor. You know, yeah, hey. por supuesto. Wendy, hey. I, I really mean it. Uh, when, when Allison said, hey, how would you like to have Wendy on the Dreamers Road. I was just really taken as I read your history about your life. It's just really, it's inspiring and amazing. And I just have to say, I'm a fan, your voice. Oh my gosh. I love I it. I want you to know I'm a fan of yours too, just so you know. Aww. You're amazing at what you do too. So <laughs> I'm honored to be here tonight. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Well, let's get started. I got lots of things I wanna ask you and please also, you know, anytime you want to break into song, uh, you're always welcome, <laughs> whatever you want to share. But I'm always curious, really, it's like this magic. Is it faith? Is it is it faith? What was it growing up in Memphis in your in your father's church? Was was faith part of your story? What got you singing? What was the magic that happened? Well, I, you know, as a kid, you don't know what's going on. And my dad, you know, my parents had six children. I was child number five. And my dad, you know, you didn't get a chance to negotiate whether you're going to go to church or not. So you, all you know is that your friends are like, you guys go to church almost every day. So <laughs> you, all you know is your church four days a week. And, you know, you know, they're constantly praying for you, but you don't realize it when you're growing into it, mm -hmm. you know, how powerful that is you know you only realize it when you're on your own and you're an adult mm -hmm. but i got great practice there you know that's your first audience mm -hmm. they you know you fall on your feet or you forget a lyric they're gonna you know pick you back up you know and tell you to get back in there so you know without the church and my parents and family's uh encouragement and support you know it was okay to fall it was okay to fail did, did you yeah. believe that you believe that you could do anything? Did, would you say that 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 what you were taught in the church um, that 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 kind of saturated into your heart? Do you feel did it come into play down the road at moments when you 
did you ever question? Did you ever have any 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 uh, crush and burns, Wendy? Um, you know, I was child number five, so I saw a lot of stuff happen before. <laughs> so as I, I avoided a lot of pitfalls because I learned from my other siblings. But in my own life, yeah, that foundation, that core foundation of right and wrong, mm-hmm. of doing the right thing, of being have compassion and empathy and sympathy for people. Those are the things I took in my everyday life because my parents lived that. Mm. Uh, so that's what I've always taught, you know, taken into my life and that I hope I'm a great listener and encouraging other people. So that core, the core values, the core lessons that I learned growing up, I still use those. And then I had to figure out the, the rest of the way. Uh, but as long as I had that intact, the other things kind of fell in place. Beautiful. Well, tell us about when did you know? Oh, I think I might want to do this. I've got to sing. And then tell us about those moments, you know, because I'm always fascinated. When did the door open? How did it be like, oh, I have to go to L.A. or tell us how you you got started? Well, as a child, I started singing at eight. I didn't know anything at that time, but my parents recognized I had a gift. And so they wouldn't always encourage me. They didn't encourage They said, you got to sing. You're singing this Sunday. And you're singing this song. Okay. So as time grew on, I, I still didn't know I had anything unique or special because growing up in Memphis, okay, 80% of the people are talented and, and they're in your mind better than you are. So what do, you know, I'm always asking myself, what do I have to offer? And because my friends were better than me in my mind. They're better than me. So uh, the journey has always been, I always had this tunnel vision kind of thing because I never thought I was good. But I knew that I wanted, I was a perfectionist. So I always was going to do my best and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But it wasn't going to be because I didn't do my best. I didn't realize that I had a gift or that, you know, what I have to offer is good until I think I reached, when I reached 50. And I'm 56. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't realize that, you know, hey, what I have to offer, people dig it. You know what I mean? And, you know, it may not be for all people, but for some, they like it. Well, how? what was that like, though? I'm thinking to myself, like, I really do understand that because I think part of the magic sometimes of the greatest singers, artists, you hear this story often that sometimes people just don't even think that they have that magic. They're, we're not even, people aren't aware of it. But what I'm wondering is in those moments when you had the audition for Michael Bolton or Julio Iglesias or working with any of these amazing other artists, what was that moment like right before you step into that room to audition? Are you second guessing yourself? Or are you like, girl, you've got to go for it. You got, what are you saying to yourself in that moment? Well, I grew up like, you know, I had such great support growing up. I never thought I was like the best, but I always knew I had the goods and I was going to do my best. And if it was for me, I was going to get it. And if it wasn't, next. So I always have that because not everything that you do is for you. Your voice don't fit in a recording. You know, so I never got caught up in, oh, I failed. I just said, oh, that just wasn't for me. But you know, when I got the Julio Iglesias audition, um, I had never seen Latin music before. <laughs> I was at the end, okay, I was at the end, I knew he was an icon, 
I know I was at the end of my contract with EMI as a solo artist. I didn't know what I was going to do. If I was going to continue to do, you know, be a solo artist, I had no idea, but some kind of way Julio found out about me through different producers. Cause he too, like Vince said, was looking for a, a unique sound that fits his voice, that, that special blend. And he just felt like I could do that. So they flew me out to Atlantic city. They, they two weeks prior, they had given me two duets to learn. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I can do this. I can knock these two duets out. And it was supposed to be an audition, but they said, have your dress ready because if he likes you, you'll be in the show that night. So I, I went to Atlantic City, went to the rehearsal, uh, and I had to sing the Deanna Ross duet, all of you that he does, he did, he recorded with her. And he made me sing it three times. Now, the first time we sang it together, he's behind me, I can't see him. We just say hello. We don't say anything else. They start the song. First time he sings it with me. The second time he's kind of going in and out, but I have to keep my part going as if we're performing. So I'm thinking, wow, he thinks I suck. Then he says, sing it again. <laughs> I'm like, this, this is the first time I'm going to suck. And it's with Julio Iglesias. The first time <laughs> I was not great enough. And, and it turns out, and he didn't sing it with me at all this time. He didn't sing anything. And I really thought that the gig was up and here's my biggest failure with one of the greatest singers in music history. And it turned, and then he leaves. After, after, me, after I sang it three times, he walks off the stage and everybody starts to clap. They're clapping. I'm like, well, what happened? They were like, congratulations, you got the, show, you got the gig. And um, I tell you, he said, later on, I found out through the musical director, Mr. Rafa Ferro, he said that the first time he thought you were a good singer. Second time, he thought you were a great singer. And then the third time he knew you were an amazing singer. So then he, he didn't need to say anything. He just left the stage and I ended up staying 15 years. So that was one of those moments when you weren't sure, but you got it anyway, cause you know, you just work through it. Wow. But it's, it's like that with all these acts. I feel like uh, Stephanie, my whole career has been a lot of moments of Forrest Gump moments. Mm -hmm. Amazing ha things happen one time and then uh, more amazing things just keep happening. Uh, yeah. Well, I love hearing that. To me, it's like those little moments of faith. I mean, when you just, there's something bigger at work and you just keep showing up with that love in your heart and the, and the, and the doors. I mean, I, I, I can tell you, I, I quit every year for the first 20 years. Every year I have to make a deal. And so, you know, it, I love to hear that, that from you. And, and have you enjoyed all of it? Have you loved in being an artist and a songwriter as much as singing with other people? Do you just love being in the music? What, what's your experience of that? It's been such a gift for me because it didn't come hard. I, I knew that if I do my ultimate best and stay focused, because what I've learned from these icons is they like to bring people in that's a mirror of themselves, mm -hmm. the work ethic, the professionalism, mm -hmm the being dependable, the being on point at all times. Because mm -hmm. that's what that's how they made it. Mm -hmm. it they're great on purpose. You know, Vince Gill is a great icon. Mm -hmm. He's an icon, he's not waiting on anybody to do it. He writes the songs, he does the music. I'm gonna tell you, Vince is usually a sound check 45 minutes to an hour before the band gets on stage sometimes. Wow. I love that. And I've been blessed to work with such amazing icons 
that I, I decided that if I'm going to be a background singer, I said, I feel like I'm anonymous enough to do it all. I do movie soundtracks, I do my records, I, you know, I do duets with other artists and I'm able to just get in there with, you know, and just take a little bit of it, uh, the whole journey. I've been blessed to do that, but I've been also been able to learn from all these people and I'm able to just take all those bits and just keep growing. That's really, really, really beautiful. Well, so that brings me to, of course, a shared, you know, here that that the Time Jumpers, this amazing group of these amazing musicians that they asked you to be a member of the Time Jumpers. Tell us about that experience. I mean, and I just want to say I love the contrast and the just your soul on top of that country soul. It's just it is so divine. I love it so much. It's such a uh, honor to, first of all, be in the band and then for them to make me a member. It's just just amazing. I mean, Vince Gill, again, seeing in the future, right? seeing in the future, thought that this was a great idea and just let me start sitting in with the band, you know, and singing songs of the, from the project that he produced. And for me, it was bigger than that because I'm living out my hee-haw dreams in real life <laughs> with a credible Grammy-winning band right. in front of a real country audience. Right. When, how is that supposed to happen? So I sat in a few times and nobody can replace Don Sears ever in wow. history. She was such an amazing singer and artist. And I have to tell you, when I was doing research on the Time Jumpers and Vince Gill, I had to check her out. I had to do research on who she was, mm -hmm. you know, what she brought to the band and mm -hmm. what she brought to Vince. And I said, oh, this would be a great fit because of, of working with Julio Iglesias for over 15 years. It's all about the music for him. It's always about that connection. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like it could be a great mix too. And they, you know, welcome me in. They haven't tried to tell me how to sing anything, but they, I think, feel I have a love for the music and I have a love for them. And it's been working and they just let me interpret the songs the way I want to. They're not like, you got to practice. They're not telling me anything. They're just like, do your thing. And my thing is, I if I'm going to sing country music, I'm, I'm so into the traditional women of country. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm going to always try to capture that sound in my way. Of course, like you said, mm -hmm. it's all more on the soulful side of country mm -hmm. because Pastor Klein was soulful. Mm -hmm. Jeannie Seeley is soulful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Tammy Wynette even was on the soulful side of country. And so I'd lean towards them a lot more. So the fact that I'm a member and they made it official, putting it, you know, in publications, I'm sure a lot of people were like, what, what, what? And even <laughs> they might even be like, what, what, what? I was like, what, 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 too? But it turns out that the audience, you know, they're not seeing that I'm trying to be something that I'm not. They're not, they see that I'm not, I'm, I'm just, it's about the music, it's about the songs, it's about the moment. And that's what I always want to bring to the table. And I think it's been working. I'm so thrilled. I mean, it gives me great credibility, credibility in this town to be a time jumper member. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure it goes both ways. It's also a match in the heart. I mean, I've had the fortune of being around and singing, having a moment with them, and they are so generous. And I feel that yes. with you too. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
Well, so tell me, what was it like? How did you, uh, how did you and Vince decide to make a record together for him to produce? How did you choose this, this album, I've Got You Covered? How did you choose? You know, how did that happen? Well, it was at a sound check one day. And I, I first of all, from 2014 to 2016, I was touring with Martina McBride. And that was great. And we're friends today. And, but in 2015, I was like, you know what? I'm ready to be a solo artist again. And I'm going to save all my money from this Martina McBride tour. And I'm going to be able to afford anyone to produce because I didn't know what style of music it was going to be. And, but I knew that I was ready to be a solo artist again. Touring with Julio, it was a great place to settle because I wasn't sure. I didn't know who I was. And I'm like, he gave me, I made crazy money. I saw the whole world. And then I learned from him, learned from him. So Martina McBride, 2014, 2016, saved my money. I'm finally ready to do a project. In 2016, I'm Vince Gill. Literally, I was done. Well, Martina was, was done with me February 12, 2016. And February 13th, I was talking to Vince Gill. He was offering me a tour. So I, I was so thrilled. And uh, so my goal was, how do I keep the gig? You know, because to me, he's the emperor of country music. Mm -hmm. So that's when I start to study the women of country music. I looked up, like I said, the Tammy Wynettes and, the, you know, Patsy Clines, And I noticed how they perform. They don't have like wide mouth. They keep it small and tight and they keep the eyes kind of down. I was like, oh, my gosh, if I use this technique <laughs> with Vince Gill's songs and just sing his songs just like the record, I may be able to have a gig for a long time because... I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have, a, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. So um, I used that technique and I knew that I only had the first day of rehearsal because he's got heavy hitters in his band. Paul Franklin, John Jarvis, Willie Weeks. He's got like all these heavy, Tom Bookback. So I, I was like, hey, I have to uh, make sure that I hit this. I need to not make them doubt me at all. First day of rehearsal. And I had practice. I only had like 30 days to learn like 42 songs, but I got it together. And first day of rehearsal. You know, a couple of hours into the rehearsal and Paul Franklin said, you know what? You really did your homework. I'm like, yeah, I need a gig. Hello. I'm going to do my job. So being consistent on the Vince's tour, you know, being, you know, where I need to be, knowing the music that I need to know. Uh, finally, I know what kind of song I said, I want to do what Ray Charles did the country. Mentioned it to Paul Franklin at lunch. And he was like, oh, man, you need to talk to Vince about that. Like he said, he's been wanting to do a project like that forever. I was like, oh, wow. And Paul Franklin said, he'll probably even help you, you know, pick the songs. Just mention it to him. I mentioned it to him. And also, Paul Franklin dropped a seed in my brain that he just might produce it. So I always had that in the back of my mind. <laughs> Went over to Vince's house. We spent like three or four hours listening to songs. And I figured, this guy's really going to help me. He's really, cause he's putting his time in. And after about three or four hours of listening to music, I finally had the courage to say, are you gonna produce this thing or what? <laughs> and then he said, yeah. And then he said, you know what? You didn't even got to pay me. And, and, and so, you know, those songs that we listened to that day when he was ready to record a few months later when he had time, he chose other songs at the other session. He, he went through his phone and he picked songs like each season, which I had never heard before in my life uh, and songs like that. And I was like, can I at least just make some notes? I never heard these songs a day in my life. And he's like, I'm glad you don't know them. 
because they'll you will truly make them your own. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the best record I've ever made in my life where I had to trust my musical instinct. And he was like, I'm not, I don't want to tell you how to sing. I just want you to just interpret interpret it any way you want to. Now, based on what you just said earlier, this was the moment when I told myself, Wendy Moulton, you are not going to be afraid today. You with the heavy hitters <laughs> and yes. you're going to leave your fear at home. And you. And I don't care what Vince calls to do. You're going to jump in and trust <laughs> your instincts. And that's exactly what I did. And then from these heavy hitters, they were happy, man. They were like, you're owning this stuff. You're on. So I'm like, I said, this is what Ella Fitzgerald must have felt like with the guys, with yes. the cats. That's what happened. That was my moment of, um, and then when I got home after the session, we had a three-day session. First day, I was just like, you know what? You did it. You went in there and you did the hard thing. And I'm so thankful. And it's opened up. It opened me up mm. to all the possibilities, all the dreaming that you're talking about. I just love that. Thank you for sharing all of that. Even that mm -hmm. moment where you're like, we work all this time. You're like, I got to claim this moment. I got to step into it. And it sounds like you really enjoyed it too. Really I did. loved it and are loving it. And for any of you who are watching, please go get this, this record. I've got you covered. It's country classics produced by Vince Gill with this soulful woman sharing her her voice her soul so be sure and and go check it out would you like to share anything with us like singing or just talking well singing if you feel well, like singing, it if you're not i didn't do it. any i didn't have it i didn't have anything planned i should i you know I, I i should have and i was going to and then i was like you know what you had that clip i'm thinking that's gonna be fine I'm sorry. Well, and we do have clips. So we've got we've got you covered. We've got it covered. They can hear it. And I want to hear more of the story. I've got other questions if I can ask you. Yes, please. So being a Latina, you know, um, I came to Nashville and I know I don't look it. I don't look Latina. People didn't believe me. <laughs> but when my dad came to Nashville and he walked into Sony Music and he's a big, beautiful Hispanic dude, you could have heard a pin drop, you know? And there was no, hardly any Latinos in, and still in country music. I was like, where are we, man? Cause we're buying the records, you know, we're making, you know, it's just like such a part of the culture. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've always felt like that opportunity was there. And yet I, I didn't feel like we were, we were here in country music. So I'm curious to know, what has your experience been as a powerful, beautiful, successful woman? And, you know, have you felt any, any of that here in Nashville in country music? Well, I personally haven't felt it, but I also understand that I came into it with an ideal situation. I came in in my mind with Vince Gill, in my mind, who is the emperor of country music forever and right. ever. Open the door and right. let me come on his platform. Right. Now, I know that there are things going on and I haven't had to go through that because I'm, I'm, I'm really not a country artist. 
I, I don't have a label or may, uh, a manager or agent. So I don't have a lot of those things that could make the situation complicated. So I, I know this is an ideal situation that I've, you know, the Opry invited me to perform so many times. Like I'm a, I'm a performer again in the end of March. So that's like a personal relationship that we had that I got through Vince. So I, I recognize that my situation is ideal and probably unrealistic for so many others. But I really feel like uh, country music has opened up. The guys have always been able to get in. And now it's opening up to females, which I hope that it continues to open up for everybody. Like I was expressing to someone, country music, a lot of times it's a state of mind. It's not, you know, after, I'm so glad that the, C, the CMT gave uh, Charlie Pride his flowers right before he died one more time. And he saw all that love of people standing and cheering for him mm -hmm. because he went through so much and he never let it stop him. And he was just country. He, he was country music in and out. It was, he didn't sing soul or jazz. He was a country artist. And what I said to someone in, in, that was interviewing me was, what they realize is having a Charlie Pride just because he was an African-American man, it didn't hurt them at all. Mm -hmm. It didn't change their life. It didn't make anything. What you did is embrace the music and you embraced him. Mm -hmm. Everybody was touched by his music. And so a lot of the uh, 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 country artists of color that are coming through, they have great songs. They have country songs. And so I think that it's changing and opening up. And I think it's just going to open up for many people. I think that everybody realizes that putting that cap on it is not important anymore. And we're in the 21st century and I see things changing. I love that. And I love the way that you came in with your beautiful heart and talent. And, you know, I just, that's really, really beautiful. And I too feel like things are changing. You know, I've, I've carried this passion and dream and I can just, I can feel it coming whether it's me or someone else, I can feel our culture, the Hispanic culture through coming through country music in some big, beautiful way. So we'll just, we'll just. It's always it. been oh, there. It's I always been there. You've always been there. We've right. always been there. Right. But you know, some people you know, were like, Hey, let's just like not have that. But it's like, Hey, it just makes the whole thing even sweeter. Absolutely. It's not taken away from anything, but Hey, uh, you're you're number one on my list. So. <laughs> well, you know what, girl, we're gonna have to do some honky tonk mariachi with Wendy Moten because oh my gosh, can I you imagine? It. I think we could have some fun, girl. Yes. <laughs> well, I have enjoyed this more than words can say. I like I started out. I am a fan, and I'm a fan as much of your voice as I am of your heart. Now that I've gotten to connect with you. Are there any words that you would like to share with any young dreamers, people that are like, oh, I have a dream in my heart. I want to do this. Anything that you would say? Absolutely. What I tell myself all the time is the only competition is the person in the mirror. Mm -hmm. There's nobody. We hear it all the time. There's, mm -hmm. there's nobody like you. It's only one you. It really is true. I determine how far I go. I determine what work I put in. I determine when I achieve my goals. I determine when I'm successful. And it means different things for everybody else. The goal is to be honest, to be true, 
to have compassion and empathy and to just be honest with your craft. Work on your craft and people will receive you because like you said, you talked about my heart. That means so much to me. That's everything. Because if you feel in my heart, then more doors open. Right. What Vince talked about, more doors open. With the time jumpers, they didn't know me. Vince was like, hey, I need this, I want you to meet this girl. And they're like, okay. But I think they saw my, my work ethic, they saw my heart, they saw just pureness there. So the more authentic you are with yourself every day, it gets hard sometimes. Just wait it out and try again tomorrow. <laughs> and and if you fail, you just get back up. Sometimes when I'm feeling down, I be you know, sometimes I'm thinking nobody hears me, nobody's interested, nobody cares. And I realize, you know what? Sometimes you just need to take a little break. Mm. And sure enough, a couple of days later, phone calls start happening. Opportunities start popping up. So just keep working at your craft. And, you know, there is no big arrival. You just keep dreaming and new things keep happening. That's all. I love That's that. All. There is no arrival. Just keep dreaming, being in the spirit of life and love and opening your heart and well, I want to thank you, Wendy, and for anybody, people are popping in and saying how much they're enjoying um, you. And for anybody, please go and check Wendy out, get her records, get her music at wendymoten.com. Like her, share her, buy her music. Be sure when she gets out there playing again, you want to see her live. And Wendy, thank you so very much. It's truly an honor. And we're going to leave this interview by sharing uh, you singing with the Time Jumpers, a classic country song called Satin Sheets. I look forward to seeing you down the Dreamers Road. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you, Stephanie. I love you already. Thank <laughs> you. Do. Bye. But uh, he introduced me, you know, musically to uh, Jeannie Pruitt. Yeah. <laughs> it blew my mind. I, I, I'm just like, I think this song is so amazing, lyrically and everything. So, I mean, like, where else can I sing this song with an audience like this who appreciates country music? The time jumpers. I want to try this one. It's really making my country dream come true.
<laughs> and we're back. Oh my goodness. She's just amazing. Her heart, her sound, her soul. Well, we're going to be doing a little honky tonk trivia as it relates to Wendy Moten. Here we go on the Dreamers Road. We've got one question for you. And the winner, I'm going to just show y'all, the winner is going to win their very own honky tonk mariachi, honky tonk chocolate bar. <laughs> So you guys listen up. This is amazing chocolate. You're going to love it. So I hope you win. Here's the question. Here's the honky tonk trivia question. Who has Wendy Moten not sung a duet or background vocals with? <laughs> is it Tim McGraw and Faith Hill? Is it Martina McBride? Is it Engelbert Humperdinck? Is it Michael Bolton? Is it Julio Iglesias? Let's go back one more time. Who has Wendy Moten not sung a duet or background vocals with? Is it Tim McGraw and Faith Hill? Is it Martina McBride? Is it Engelbert Humberdink? Is it Michael Bolton? Is it E. Julio Iglesias? Do we have anybody out there that thinks they know the answer again? The winner, Mr. Mike Turner said C. Would C be Mike? Who would C be? Is it Engelbert Humberdink? Mike Turner from Austin, Texas. You win your very own honky tonk chocolate con chili peppers bar this is going to be sent out from casa del rio in nashville tomorrow congratulations isn't it amazing her her dream her career her life it's just be really beautiful such an honor to have her on well you guys as you can tell we have all kinds of amazing merchandise we've been busy during this time I have been working with an artist in Mexico, and we have these hand-painted sombreros. This is a one-of-a-kind, um, but you can check them out, everything at honkytonkmariachi.com. We've got roses. We've got hummingbirds. Everything is coming up roses, drinking in the sweetness of life. I think this is just, I don't know what this one's called, but I kind of love it. And I want to thank Lisa Marie Ruiz. I'll post something. She makes me these little earrings. I just really love them. And of course, you can order your very own Honky Tonk chocolate con chili peppers and our Honky Tonk mariachi t-shirts. Mike, let's show them our merch video of some of the things we have. We hope you're enjoying this broadcast of Dreamers Road with Stephanie Urbina-Jones and the Honky Tonk Mariachi. You can support the Dreamers Road through music and merchandise. Visit www.honkytonkmariachi.com. And we're back. Well, you guys, I want to thank you all for joining us. And Annie Marks says it's great chocolate she's gotten. So thanks, Annie. 
We want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. I really want to thank Wendy Mountain for sharing her heart and her spirit, her voice, her story. I want to thank Vince Gill for opening a door for, for me and the time jumpers um, that really opened my career up to a whole new world. You know, it's those moments, the unexpected moments um, when we have the faith. And like Wendy said, we just go for it. We step into the moment. I hope you're enjoying these dreamers roads and I hope they inspire you to really ask yourself, what do I want? What do I want? What makes my heart sing? And I really hope that you have the faith and the courage to go for it. Um, follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, like us, share us and tune in. We will see you in two weeks for another of the Dreamers Road with Stephanie Urbina-Jones and the Honky Tonk Mariachis. You guys keep believing in your dreams and we'll see you down the road. Adios. Muchísimas gracias, y'all. Thank you for watching The Dreamer's Road with Stephanie Urbina-Jones and the Honky Tonk Mariachi. You can keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and by everything at honkytonkmariachi.com. Remember, above all, some dreams are worth dreaming a lifetime to live. Muchísimas gracias. Adios, mis amigos.